Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. The Cass County Board of Supervisors and Emergency Management Director Mike Kennan discussed the steps to declare EMS an essential service. A law signed by Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds in 2021 allows the county to declare EMS as an essential service, which will then allow the public to vote on implementing a tax to fund the service. Mike Kennan said emergency management and 911 both have a letter of support for this. EMS needs support in this county, probably in every county, uh, you know, um, and so we recognize that, uh, you know, I recognize it as EMA, um, and and I I think most emergency response agencies around recognize it as well. Um, You know, if we have... If we have a disaster in this county, EMS steps up and is, is huge. Supervisor Steve Green said currently the City of Atlantic, Cass County, and Cass Health have a contract with a paramedic service for much of the Atlantic area and they tier service throughout the county. The cost of that contract's going up and it's getting to where it's going to be unmanageable under our current levies. And also, you know, with this levy, we can uh, take certain amounts of money and put it out to these rural fire departments, some of which struggle to be able to keep their ambulance service together as well. Steve Green said they will need to set up an EMS advisory council, post a number of publications, and hold public hearings before this can be placed on the ballot for public vote. Basically what you're asking is for the voters to come together and say, hey, having an ambulance show up is important, so we're willing to put a levy in place. Now, something people have to understand, and it's probably one of the most important points, you're being taxed for this already. We're paying it out property taxes now. But our levy funds are being capped, the cities are and ours are. So to continue to take it out of our general funds is just as, as contract costs go up or any costs go up for that matter, it basically robs that fund of being able to do this other stuff that it's, it can do. Because it's capped. Because it's capped. Because this will be an additional tax. Right. We don't, people right. won't understand well, that, that. Their tax dollars for this won't change as if we didn't have the levy. It's just taking it out of a different place. The voters of Cass County would have to pass the measure with a 60% majority. The Montgomery County Board of Supervisors recognized March as Problem Gambling Awareness Month. This nationwide grassroots campaign held annually in March seeks to increase public awareness of problem gambling and promote prevention, treatment, and recovery services. Tom Robinson has this story. Amanda McCall, a problem gambling addictions counselor with Zion Behavioral Health, who does outreach in the community, appeared at Wednesday's supervisors' meeting. McCall asked the supervisors to proclaim March as Problem Gambling Awareness Month. I just wanted to be here today and hope that you guys can help me on this mission. Um, I've worked in addiction since about 2012, specifically with gambling since about 2015, um, and I've been with Zion for just over three years now. Um, I do have clients. Um, I cover six counties, and I have had a few from Montgomery County. McCall stated that people often think of problem gamblers associated with embezzling thousands of dollars. Yes, that does happen. But for example, if my spouse is spending rent money or food money, that would be considered a problem as well. McCall says most of the gambling is now done on a person's cell phone. 
rather than a trip to the casino. Most of my clients are participating in sports betting. Yep, a lot of sports betting is happening. And again, I'm not anti-gambling. You can still gamble and have fun and it can be entertaining. But if it's affecting your relationships, your finances, your mental health, that's where it becomes a concern. Um, And yes, Kate is really good about developing workplace policies. People have policies about not drinking or drugging while you're at work. Um, So we shouldn't gambling while we're at work either because it can you don't know if someone's in recovery for that and we don't want to encourage that behavior either mccall says the average age for startup gamblers in iowa is seven for example scratch tickets such as stocking stuffers flipping quarters at school march madness brackets and super bowl pools can trigger problem gambling the supervisors approved the proclamation for march is problem gambling awareness month I'm Tom Robinson reporting. The Audubon School District is working with graphic designer Claire Zeiger, an alumni from Audubon, on a branding project. Audubon Superintendent Eric Traeger said Zeiger will look at updating their logo and the letter A they use for their sports teams. We hope to have the primary logo done by the middle of May this year. And then one of the first places I think folks will see it, we're going to refinish our gym floor. And that new logo will be incorporated into the gym floor. So that'll be a, a good process for the district to kind of look at our, you know, at our brand and how we put the, our brand out there and, and making sure that we have something unique and, and it's, it's what we're looking for um, in terms of um, image for the district. In other news, the Audubon School Board set April 15th at 7 p.m. as the date for a hearing on the school calendar. Budget hearings will be held March 25th at 5.30 p.m. and April 15th at 7.05. The school board also approved sharing agreements with Exira EHK for the school business official, HR, and softball. Griswold School Superintendent Dave Hendricks opened Monday's school board meeting with available teaching positions needed for the 2024-25 school year. Those positions include a middle school, high school English teacher, athletic director, preschool teacher, elementary classroom teacher, a custodian, and numerous coaching positions. Hendricks also highlighted several proposed bills in the Iowa legislature. One of those bills would allow school districts to start classes on the first Tuesday following the state fair instead of August 23rd. Which in next year's calendar, I I think would be a very good thing. The 23rd actually falls on a Friday, and my personal choice would be rather not start on a Friday because you have one day of school and then the weekend. But at the same time, it's kind of important if we try to make semesters as even as possible to get as many days in before Christmas break as we can. Henrik says the earlier start would allow the district to dismiss before Memorial Day because the administration feels learning is lost with the change in the weather. If that law passes, that would be a great thing for us. We could actually get three more days school in uh, before uh, Christmas break. Another proposed bill still on the table is the state supplemental aid package for Iowa school districts. Governor Reynolds has suggested a 2.5% allocation. The committee has approved a proposed 3% allocation, but it has not yet been ratified. Any, any additional money would be a big help to us with inflation like it is, and we, we really want to try to utilize our funds to uh, support our staff financially the best we can. So Another proposed bill would require schools to take cash at extracurricular events. Many school districts across the state have gone to all electronic or e-tickets. Henrik says many companies that provide this service charge a fee, and those purchasing the tickets are paying for it. And so at the end of the day, some schools are increasing their prices 
to offset that cost, which obviously doesn't benefit the patron, nor does it benefit the school. And we would really prefer to uh, utilize cash, but the big push is um, electronically. So I really hope that bill passes where we can shift more towards cash because I think people appreciate that. The school board also approved contracts for Pluma Pross, physical education teacher, and Stephanie McGaffey, preschool paraprofessional. They approved the following resignations. Matt Spinagle, cross-country and head boys basketball coach. Laura Carlton, football cheerleading sponsor. And elementary teachers, Maggie Nordmeyer and Mallory Wookie, effective at the end of the school year. The Guthrie County Board of Supervisors set March 12th at 9.10 a.m. as the date for a public hearing to reclassify 233rd Lane in Section 7 South Cass Township to a service level C roadway. Tom Robinson has more on this. County Engineer Josh Seaburn says a previous resident rocked and maintained the road at his own expense. The property now has a new landowner. And then... Uh... Now there's another landowner that is looking to build that wants to protect their investment largely, I think, and, and limit um, travel travel because um, it, it looks like a rock road, but it's privately funded um, on a level B. Seaburn received a petition to reclassify 233rd Lane, Section 7 South Cass Township to service level C. Their desire was converted to a level C, which is gated and our least maintenance service level of uh, roadway. And the petition was created and all the landowners and adjoining landowners have signed it. like to see it. We have, the road department has no opposition to it, so. The length of the roadway is around 1,500 feet and Seaburn says this is still a public road. If requested, the county can maintain it. The road is now gated. Only landowners, tenants, emergency services, and the county engineer's office have a key. I'm Tom Robinson reporting. More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Eddie Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News.